0: there welcome to soul candy the candy for your soul um today we don't have a crystal of the day because um well i didn't i didn't bring a crystal and also um we have a pretty large subject today so i think it's best just to jump right in it you can um feel free to hit favorite or whatever the sort of subscribe favorite button is on the platform that you're listening to this on so that you can get notified when a new episode is uploaded. So I think I'm gonna start out with a modified Vipassana meditation, which I believe in the first episode, I read something, uh, the daily meditation, and it was a just a Vipassana meditation and it um, it said that the Buddha taught it, and said that it could lead to enlightenment. So I sort of, I just wrote down a kind of modified vipassana meditation. I called it the enlightenment meditation, but it's not really an enlightenment meditation. I'm probably going to um, write like the full enlightenment meditation sometime soon. It's I, it's kind of a hobby of mine to write down meditations. So let's. Let's sort of get into the enlightenment meditation first. So if you could take a tall, comfortable seat with a straight back, you can rest your hands wherever you like as long as it's comfortable for you. So let's start the meditation. Imagine that you're on a road. This road leads to the most divine building that you can imagine. now visualize yourself carrying loads of baggage this baggage is everything that is you race religion gender everything now take a moment and think of everything that is in your baggage Now, start to walk towards the building. With every step you take, you become more relaxed and aware of your baggage. Once you reach the doorstep of this building, slowly start taking off your baggage and letting go of this part of yourself. Don't hesitate. It will be waiting for you when you come back. After you've taken off all of your baggage, step into the building. You enter into a beautiful observatory with doors everywhere. Don't go through these doors yet. You can always come back here later. Now that you've been relieved of your ego, take a moment and think about life. Ponder existence. Once you feel satisfied, go back out of the door and pick up your baggage. Or I invite you to get new, to get a new backpack or new baggage and start fresh with empty baggage. Or you could even leave behind all of your baggage. You could also pick and choose what you want from your old baggage and leave the rest behind. Should you change your mind, your old baggage will always be waiting. Okay, so that was just a, um, shortened, um, a very short, um, read of the meditation. I would suggest that you write this down somewhere and sort of, um, do it. I guess if you, if you, um, If you'd like me to, I could do a sort of full episode that is a guided meditation on this. But, um, when the Buddha became enlightened, I think he was meditating for seven days. So, um, 20 minutes of a meditation is probably not going to be, um, a substantial enlightenment meditation for you. (laughs) But, um... That's the meditation, you could write it down somewhere or you could, I guess, yeah, you could just write it down somewhere and then do it on your own time, your own seven days. That should be a challenge. There should be like um. ooh, I got an idea, okay. So, um, <laughs> I have this idea for this thing called a meditation marathon. So, I think it could be like 5 hours of meditation straight. And then if you complete the challenge, you get like a um I don't know. You'd you'd probably just get um self-confidence or something because you've meditated for 5 hours straight. So, that's a that's a good idea. Feel free to try that. Might try that someday. Probably not now though because I meditate for like an hour a week, maybe like two hours in total a week. Um, yeah, I've never meditated for five hours a day, for five hours in, five hours in a day. That's kind of getting off topic, so let's, um, let's go back to the main topic, which is enlightenment. So enlightenment enlightenment actually means liberation from suffering. And that might sound kind of strange, but if you think about it, what Buddhism and a lot of Eastern religions teach is that um, a lot of life is suffering. Like, good things happen, but they feel that there is always this um, underlying sort of anxiety. And enlightenment is liberation from all suffering. You you won't suffer anymore. And um, that's uh, what Buddhism teaches. And that's kind of the that's the pretty much the goal of the religion is to become enlightened. So the Buddha, or as he was he was born Siddhartha Gautama. And he was a prince in modern day Nepal, but this was like 500 years BC. But he was born in modern day Nepal, but it was different. But he was uh, born the prince of a clan. And he, I think, so he was born and then his mother died, I think four days after he was born, he had like a strange, um birth or conception thing with like his mom's dream and then an, a three-horned elephant and he was born and then after a while he left the palace and he saw an old man. He didn't know that you got old. So someone had to explain to him that he was he's just old. And he said, "Well, when I'm king, I'm going to ban being old." And He was told that you can't do that. You can't ban old age. It happens to everyone. And then he was depressed. And then he came out of that depression. And then he went back into the village city type thing. And then he saw a dead person. (laughs) And then he said that he would ban death. And then he was told that Everybody dies and you can't ban it. And then he said, well, even my wife Yes Even my daughter or even his child Yes, even my dad Yes Even me Yes So he was depressed after that and then he told everyone that he didn't want a party when he went out He didn't want a celebration when he went out He just wanted to see the city or the village as it was. So he went out for a third time and he saw a monk meditating. And he asked the monk, why aren't you sad? And the monk said, I can't be sad, I know the answer. And then he said, but did you know that everyone dies? And he said, yes but I know the answer. And then he said, well, did you know that everyone becomes old? And the monk said, yes, but I'm not sad because I know the answer. And then he, all of a sudden Siddhartha or the Buddha wanted to become a monk so he could find the answer. So he had really long hair in the kingdom. And then once he left, he cut his hair, and that's, I'm not, that's why, um, Buddhists, Buddhist monks have their head shaved, and also, like, represents, um, like, not being materialistic, and let me, let me just find a better seat here real quick, (sighs) okay, so after that, he went and he had five other sort of monks with him and they meditated together and they started looking up to him because he progressed so quickly in meditation and all that stuff so he was depriving himself of everything and he'd fast for like months at a time and he was so so skinny and um, Contrary to popular beliefs, he wasn't fat. That was, um, okay, so like in the northern areas of the world, like in America, Canada, or places like that, if someone's full of love, we draw them with a big heart. But you also feel love in your stomach. So back then, in the eastern areas, they draw you really fat. So that's how the fat Buddha came to be. (laughs) But after that, a person came up to him with yak's milk porridge, I think, or some sort of cow's milk porridge. And um, it was the sweetest milk in all the land. And he ate this porridge, and then he went and bathed in the river And the people who were looking up to him thought that, oh, he's living a materialistic life now. We're not gonna follow him. So they stopped following him. And then he wasn't. He developed something called the Noble Eightfold Path or the the Middle Path. So let me just actually pull up the the eightfold path so let me just give you the names of these so we have right understanding right thought right speech right action right livelihood right effort right mindfulness and right concentration so that's the eightfold path or the middle path and this is what you do to become enlightened. It's kind of like, um hmm, it's kind of like, uh, I don't know, the Ten Commandments of Abrahamic religions. or Yeah. <laughs> so, right understanding, you have to have right understanding. I'm not going to go completely into the Eightfold Path. Right thought, right thought, you think, Correct, right thought, you don't think ill of people. Right speech, you don't lie, you don't, um, you don't speak badly of people. Right action, you don't do anything bad to someone or harm someone. Right livelihood, you do th- good things, you have a good career that's not like weird. Uh, right effort, you put good effort into everything you do write mindfulness, meditate, write concentration, and you concentrate. So if feel free, absolutely, I actually highly suggest that you go and read like a full article on the Eightfold Path, because there's so much about it and I highly suggest that everyone out here tries to live by the Eightfold Path. And then there's also um four noble truths and if I can pull that up come on <laughs> okay so the four noble truths are suffering you can't change these they're they're the 4 they're the four truths and you can't change them and they're just the truth the noble truth <laughs> so number one suffering there's suffering And that's, there's just suffering. The cause of suffering is craving and fundamental ignorance. And we uh, suffer because of our mistaken belief that we're separate, independent, solid, quote unquote, I. So the end of suffering is that our obscurations are temporary and they're like passing clouds that obscure the sun of our enlightened nature. And our enlightened nature is um, it's always there. It's just sort of covered by these clouds of suffering, let's say, and the suffering can end because our obscurations can be purified and awakened, and the awakened mind is always available to us. And the fourth noble truth is the path. By living ethically, practicing meditation, and developing wisdom, we can take the exact same journey of enlightenment and freedom from suffering that the Buddhists do, we too can wake up. So go and read about this. I highly suggest it. Pick up a book. My books on enlightenment would probably be, so you'd go pick up The Ancient Secret of the Flower of Life, get some tarot cards, read the um. read the Ramayana, read, um, read the Ramayana, read, uh, buddhism books read the living tao um just go and pick up some sort of thing start meditating for sure if you're not meditating already um what's a good starter meditation there's so many good starter meditations if um hmm if you really wanna learn, okay, so go on YouTube first for meditations. Just go on your YouTube, search up like easy guided meditation, and then do that guided meditation, and then if you're really serious about learning how to do meditation, um, take like a class in meditation, and it'll like, it'll level up your meditation skills by like five levels, and then you'll get like the Let's call it Meditation XP, if you've played video games. So, you gotta get your Meditation XP from taking a meditation class, so you can level up your meditation skills, and eventually reach enlightenment, which is the end of the game. (laughs) That was a great analogy right there. I should copyright that. Copyright Soul Candy Podcast 2018. So go and do that. I think everyone should be on a road to enlightenment. And that's, I think, the ultimate goal in life. Because you're reincarnating. So you're incarnating over and over again. And once and once you reach enlightenment and you're not suffering anymore, you kind of just break out of the cycle. And in Hinduism and Buddhism, that's joining gods but if oh gosh I gotta stay on track here with that story so after this the Buddha vowed that he would not he went under his Bodhi tree and then he vowed that he would not sit up there until he reached enlightenment so he sat there meditating the meditation something that's probably a little bit similar to the meditation that I just that I just shared with you. What I might try and do is there's something called shamantic journeying and it's um the ascended masters I heard are like their body of consciousness can be accessed through there and Siddhartha's an ascended master. So what would be cool if like the ascended master body of consciousness through like automatic writing or shamantic journeying I'm just jumping around so much with the stuff today. So in the book, How to Be Your Own Genie, that I reviewed last podcast episode, it tells you how to do automatic writing. So also go pick up that book. And he sat there. Sun went down, the sun came up. The sun went down, the sun came up. And then I was actually taught that it was the devil herself. So the devil was like female, and then she came up and tried to like stop Bu- the Buddha's enlightenment, but apparently was, it was a demon, and the devil would be kind of a demon, but it's, it was a demon, a female demon, that came up and tried to stop the Buddha's enlightenment, and the Buddha put his thumb in the ground and asked the, the earth to bear witness to his enlightenment, And it created a shockwave of like aura or something. And it completely obliterated the demon. So once you're being enlightened, you won't have to deal with that demon. (laughs) So it completely obliterated the demon. And the Buddha was hesitant to teach how to become enlightened at first because he now knew that it can't be expressed in words like I couldn't tell someone, if I was enlightened, I couldn't tell someone enlightenment. It it can't be expressed through words. But it was actually in Hindu, the Hindu king of gods, which is really just a being, that's kind of a tangent, but I may as well explain it. I think that all the gods in these religions, except for perhaps the, um Needers in ancient Egyptian folklore, I think that it would be like the big few. So like Thoth, um, Ra, and Osiris would be like actual beings from ancient Egyptian culture, but the needers were actually like a path set for the people of ancient Egypt, but it was kind of distorted. So they became gods, but they weren't, they were like, the sort of path to enlightenment. But anyways, all those gods in all those religions, they're um they're real, but they're not necessarily gods. They're um they're beings, highly um they're enlightened beings. Um they're just they're beings like um like your guardian angels or angels and angels are beings, so like, your guardian angels, your, your pals that have been with you for since you were in this earth, they're um, beings. So they're kind of like, yeah, they're just beings. And the king of gods, or the being, a being named Brahma, convinced the Buddha, or Siddhartha, to teach. So that's kind of cool. We have been talking for a long time, so I think I may as well end it. But thank you so much for listening, and I highly suggest that you explore for it further on this. Bye.